1: Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me right now... Is Max Cohen and Yana Janaeus. This is our season ending player rating show. We're gonna rate the fallen players for the season. This should be an interesting episode. We've not done a player rating show for a while, so I thought it would be a good time to do another player rating show, and we're gonna end the season with it. All right, but before I do anything else, I have to welcome my co host back to the show. First, Mr. Janaeus, how you doing? Well, I'm just Fabulous, Mr. Goldman. How are you doing, sir? I am doing well. I'm looking forward to doing this show with you. It's funny because we were going to do a Newcastle United post match show, but since that was such a terrible match, I, I didn't think we should bother. So I thought it'd be fun to do a player rating show with you, sir. I'm looking forward to giving plenty of single digits to the players this year. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's bring Max online. Max is calling all the way from Greece. I am very jealous. Max, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well, Ross. You know, I've not yet bumped into a uh, Kostas Metroglou or Georgios Caragunas yet. Okay but um I'm ready we'll to have a good player me. rating show. Yeah, I will I will say hi and I think um yeah just like Giannis, a lot of zeros and ones, a binary show I'm gonna have here because I don't think anyone else except maybe Calm Chambers or Mitro deserves above that.
1: Okay. All right. Well guys, let's get going because I'm also gonna ask you on these players. Would you want them to stay at full And some of these are lone players. So so we're going to talk about that moving forward as well. So, Giannis, I'm going to start with you. Let's talk about the goalkeepers. Now, Marcus Bettinelli barely played. So we're not going to rate him. I don't think it's fair to rate bets. But we are going to rate Sergio Rico and Fabri. Fabri didn't play a lot either. But I want to get a rating from you for Fabri and also for Rico. And would you want these players? For form in the championship,
2: Fabre, That sounds a bit like Febreze, like an air freshener. Um, and actually a bit like the air freshener, the wrong air freshener. He stunk. Um, yeah, I mean he came in, yeah, came in for a couple of games that didn't work. So basically, our keeper this year was was um, Rico. Um, Febre, I'll give him a one, and he's lucky to get that. Uh, Rico, I'm going to give him probably. A seven, um, okay. brilliant shot stopper. Um, yep. Had some super games towards the end of the season, but he couldn't catch a beat. He couldn't catch a beach ball the size of Russia. <laughs> it just, it just, it just, it just so. But he, luckily, he came over on loan, so he's going to be going back. Um, yes. I mean, I did like him. Um, I don't know if the Fulham brass are thinking of, uh, um, you know, bringing him back. But we've got bets, <laughs> and we've got. Um, Yep. We've got uh, um, Rodak, Rodak as well, so I think we should be fairly well set. So my answer would be no to both.
1: Okay. Over to you, Max. Let's get your thoughts on Sergio Rico and Fabri. It's funny because I was thinking about while we're doing this, it's funny because Fabri barely played any more than Bets, So there's a Goldman for you, but I'm, I'm going to put Bets aside. So let's just talk about these two goalkeepers. Yeah, well, Fabri just had the two games, right? The I first know. match
0: against Palace, and then and then Spurs, and they're both pretty uh, poor. I was actually there for the Palace match, and when he came out, you know, the halfway line against Saha and got totally uh, beat there. It's just terrible goalkeeping, almost as bad as Casilla uh, for Leeds, you know, just the other night. It was That's reminiscent right. of that. Um, so, I, I, I mean, he was, was terrible in the two games he played, but. I mean, what an unfortunate transfer, right? He's brought in by the goalkeeping coach who then leaves a couple weeks later and then he's just left with no allies, it seems, in the coaching staff and is just destined for the bench. I do not have a problem with it. I thought it was poor. So I'd probably say two. Um, and is such a tough one because, as Yana said, amazing shot stopper. Look yeah. at the Cardiff match. Won us that match. But what what I really can't forgive him for is that kind of stretch in February to, to March when I think he really cost us almost every match – uh, starting off with the West Ham, just capitulation. Couldn't couldn't deal with any corners. Um, and then just flapping at crosses for the next couple of matches. Uh, I'm going to say four, because as good as a shot stopper he was, and he's an excellent shot stopper, if teams just put a ball in the box, he was absolutely useless. And it was just so frustrating to see him throw away points. Um, but he wasn't the issue. The, the defense was, the midfield was, but I'm going to say four for him, because he couldn't catch, as honest said.
1: <laughs> okay, now Max, if you were formed, would you try to bring either one of these goalkeepers back? Would you want them back? Not at all. Yeah, not at all. I think
0: I mean Ben Nelly, I think he probably played a good seven or eight or, or ten matches. So and, and he wasn't terrible. He wasn't great either. I mean, none of the three goalkeepers we used this season were right. great. But I think Ben Nelly's a guy in the championship. And I think the fact that we haven't discussed yet is just he knows how to communicate with the back four. Okay, I think the language barrier was probably a big issue that was reported that it just didn't – with so many new players, a lot was lost in translation, I think, and so much about being okay. a goalkeepers, commanding that back four. And I think Benelli does a good job of that. And he knows what it takes to get promoted.
1: Okay. Now, since I did this Goldman and I should have had you rate Nelly, why don't we rate Nelly?
0: Yeah, and I'd put him probably at a four or five as well. I mean, okay. there are some good matches, yes. I mean, of course, a first match back against Burnley – Yep. We got the win. He saved the penalty. The very next match against Brighton, that was a peak. And then you had some questionable, um, you know, efforts. I, mean, I remember the Cardiff match that uh, Callum Patterson shot was just so weakly hit, and he couldn't yep. get to it. Uh, Lacazette got a really long range one that he probably should have done better against Arsenal. You know, you're thinking of these moments, and you realize <laughs> what a poor year it was for, for the goalkeepers. So I'd say he probably gets a five or a four.
1: Okay, and. I know you. I know you want him back. He's going to be back. So I, I think that's a given, correct?
0: 100%. And I think he actually – I don't know if you got saw on Instagram. He posted a really nice post a uh, recently basically saying, see you guys next year at the Cottage. It's been a really poor season, but we'll be back and better than ever um, okay. in, in August. And that's something fans like to see because he's still, he's still part of the squad and he wants yeah. to get promoted.
1: Okay. Giannis, back to you about bets. There's a Goldman. Give me a rating for him.
2: Uh, five. Um, that's about all I can give. It's gonna. It's gonna. Uh, you know. I'm, but I do. You know. I've always been a Bet's fan. He's obviously. He obviously got injured.
1: Yep.
2: And um, you know. He's. Uh, you know. It, he should be have the inside track to be the, man, to be the manager. Oh my God! I've done a Goldman there. Um, to be um our starting goalie. Um, unless of course we bring somebody else in. Yep. But um, I'd like to think that. Um, Betts will be starting next year, but um, unfortunately, it was the merry-go-round this year of goalkeepers, wasn't it? And they didn't quite all go, all go according to plan. I'm sure Betts is very disappointed he got injured when he did.
1: Okay. Excellent. All right. Giannis, right back to you. Let's talk about the defense. This should be fun. I'm going to give you three names. <laughs> Dennis Adoy, Tim Ream, and Maxine Lamarchon. Give them a rating. And do you want to see them playing with form in the championship, each one of them? Um, Adoy,
2: I'm going to give a six. Um, Reem, I'm going to give a four. Uh, Lamarchand, I'm going to give a four. Adoy is so dependable. He's a utility guy. You stuck yep. him anywhere and he did his job. No fuss. Um, yes, I absolutely, I want him back. Tim Ream disappointed me this year. He, he, he got a concussion preseason that didn't help him, and then he was, correctly of course, belly aching about the spirit inside the, the, the camp. He really, I mean, I think the old the old adage should be, you know, what keep it in house.
1: Absolutely. Was, you dude, know how I dude. feel about that.
2: Yeah, it wasn't a good move, especially somebody's US captain as well. Um, you know, as a national captain, he should know better. Um, but he improved near the end of the season um we started to see signs of the the old Tim Ream, which was good yes i'd want him back um Maxime Le Marchand, uh for me he was inconsistent uh in a way he was a poor he was a slightly better version of fernando from over here to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just it <laughs> up really um would i want him in the um championship um Perhaps. I mean, the one thing going for him is that le- is he's left footed. Um, yep. and But I wouldn't have him at left back. So it, it could be between, you know, he could be competing with, you know, Alfie Mawson, um, Tim Ream, um, potentially Dennis Adoy. Okay. Um, but it was a disappointing season for him. He didn't, you know, had a few good games, but, but um, he would be at a question mark whether I'd bring him back or not. Although, okay. although I like his name, his name sounds cool.
1: Not
0: <laughs> <gasps> okay, I like A great chant as well. Very... Great chant. <laughs> oh, for
1: sure. <laughs> okay, very good. Max, over to you. Let's talk about Dennis Adoy, Tim Ream, and Maxime Lemarchand.
0: I'm honestly kind of glad he went to Giannis first there because I need some time to think about these players because they're so inconsistent. So what player am I rating? You know, what Dennis Adore am I thinking of? What <laughs> what Reem? What LaMarchand? Because at times, right? I mean the last that three match winning run under Scotty, LaMarchand and Reem, uh, they looked excellent, right? They looked like uh, accomplished yeah. Premier League defenders. You flash back a couple matches earlier. The one that really jumps out to about LaMarchand was the United match, when he got absolutely destroyed and actually just like rugby tackled Juan Mata for the penalty that he just mind-boggling decisions by some of these players. And also how many times Lamarchan just passed the ball under no pressure to the opposition and then they scored from that. So I'll start with him. I think four is probably fair. I mean his chant is great at at the, the that's one of the best matches best things about full match this season is that Maxime okay. Lamarchan chant, just a ring that's probably the best thing he's done for us, honestly. <laughs> um Reem <laughs> again it, it's so tough. We thought I remember first couple months of this podcast, right? We're like first couple weeks. You know defense is bad, but once we get our player of the season from last year back, Tim Reed, it'll be great. I said that. You said it, Ross. Everyone, said it. There I mean, it, it sounded good at the time, and then he came back and he was shite. <laughs> That's plain yeah, and simple. I'm so terrible. I'll give him a four. I'll give him a four two. And Adoy, uh, it's an interesting one because when you put him at right back, he gets exposed. I remember what Felipe Anderson did to him, what Anthony Marshall did oh. to him, many more. Ashley Young destroyed yeah. him, made him look a fool. But center back. He does a decent job, so I actually give him a five because one thing about Adoy, doy, like Yana said, he he can be dependable at times. He has that surge forward. He runs the ball out of defense, and he's a club legend status from that Derby County goal in you know, last season. So I'll probably give Dennis the best out of it a lot with a five, which is kind of amazing to say.
1: Okay, and how about coming back for the upcoming oh. season with these three players?
0: And oh. and the thing is, I'll welcome all three of them back. To be fair. I think okay. at a, the championship, a slower level of play. We've seen Reem dominate there. Doi can do a really good job. And I think Lamar, Sean, that's probably his level. Let's be honest. I think all three of these players will be good championship defenders. So okay. that's one of the good things about relegation. We're kind of a championship-level team.
1: They'll do well in the championship. Okay, very good. All right, got some interesting names coming up, guys. You ready for this? Over to you, okay. Giannis. Yes, sir. Timothy Fosumensa, Cyrus Christie. And Joe Bryan. Okay. Um, oh bloody hell! It's like
2: it's like somebody offering you a pizza and saying, "Okay, do you want pineapples, anchovies, or dog shit?" <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna start with uh, Joe Bryan. Okay. Brian, I'm gonna give five. And, no, I'm gonna give him six. Okay. I think in the second half of the season he played better than the first, and and you did. could see there were semblances of a of a good left back waiting to come out. And I think he's going to, you know, I've s- still heard the rumblings about, you know, if we'd had a Matt Target in that position, but I think Joe Grind did okay. And uh, and look, we knew what we got when we got him from Bristol City, and he was a good Championship left back, and I don't see any reason why he can't do the same thing when we go down. So. Um I thought there were some good performances there. I thought there were some very inconsistent ones too. And there was some. He's one of those players who um used to make me laugh because when he made a mistake he looked like an absolute doe in a headlights. You know, um totally lost. But um the the work rate was there, so I give him a six. Um Cyrus Christie um a four. Cyrus Cyrus, um Brian, I would keep, by the way. And Christy, question mark there. He's very good coming forward, but, but he's bloody hell, he's useless dropping back. he um, just, you know, we that seemed to be a real problem for us this year, the, the right-back position. position, Yeah, and, totally agree. Um, you know, Christy, but you know what? The Premier League will do that to players as well. I mean, just, we know how tough a league it is. Uh, he looked out of his depth um is he a decent championship right back yeah i think so uh, he would help us for sure but um just just he, again he looks out of his head Four. timothy fosu um oh my god How, who would know that a person with three names could be that bad um
1: <laughs> it, i have to give him a zero Okay, I, I I have to
2: give him. I have to such give him such a disappointment, Yeah,
1: He was such a I, disappointment.
2: Yeah, and you know, I think you, you may know this. It was the Mayans that, that that created the 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 number zero, the absence of value. And it's sort of <laughs> ironic, really, because I had no, first all, had no value, nothing, yeah. zero, zilch. Yeah. He just, I mean, I know he got injured, but he 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 defended. He defended like a poor man's Tim Hoogland. (laughs) Wow, we're (laughs) going back to Hoogland, and and this is a guy that was, you know, sent over on loan. And you thought, okay, but sometimes, you know, you you fall in love with players, and you go, "Oh yeah, he's come from a big club; he must be decent." This guy was bloody awful. He was awful. He was all over the shop, and then just his attitude stunk. And and, and, you know, you know, I'll say this: a billion. Fosu Mensahs don't make a Callum Chambers you've got two players that came over on loan but Chambers right. really was the epitome of professionalism this year Absolutely. in the way he conducted himself and um, I hope is going to go out on loan again next year he's going to be, he could be the next Thomas Callas you know, nine loan spells in 400 years um, <laughs> he's not he's, he's not a Premier League player no. attitude certainly doesn't lend to it No, no. I, I, in fact I think I'm mean, being really generous giving him a zero But I'm going to give him a (laughs) zero anyway. Max, over to you. Yeah. Giannis
0: was going to make me look generous because I was going to give him a two, and I thought that would be harsh, and he pulls out the zero. But I I can't argue with anything you said about Fawcett Ments, Honestly, he is up there with the very worst player to play for Fulham this year. Right up there. I mean, the United fans who think he'll come back to them and be a decent player are absolutely deluded. Because he showed showed absolutely nothing. I remember probably the most uh, anonymous substitute performance is when Ranieri put him on uh, in the second half against Arsenal over the UA match. Did absolutely nothing and actually led to all the goals they scored down our right-hand side. And the penalty he gave away against Bournemouth, the own goal against Huddersfield. I mean, if you pick a player who was really part of the very worst in performances, it would be Fossumenza. Yep. And then you know he was kind of welcomed back into the fray under Scotty, though, right? He had, I think, he played fine against Liverpool. Was part of that uh, win against Everton, but overall a two because you know classic uh, example of early season optimism. I thought at the beginning of the season, well, we've got this guy from United. He was at Lona Palace last year. He'll do a decent job at right back a position. We need strengthening in, and he was just he did not defend. Attacking, there's no final ball. Uh, definitely a downgrade in Fredericks uh, in a word okay. position all year. So, two for Falsa Mensa. Uh, Christy was the other one at right back. And yeah. honestly, he he's a championship player. And we talked about him a lot this season on the podcast because he was someone who you could never fault his effort because he just was not good enough for the Premier League. But at times, I remember the, the away, match, away match against Chelsea. He did really well in Aiden Hazard. He played well during that kind of first couple months of the Rainier era then kind of fell back out of favor. I'd say overall probably a four for him, but he tried, and that's that's all you can ask for. Going forward, though, he was atrocious. Really good eye for attacking space. But whenever he got anywhere near the box, his final ball was just terrible, right? He, his crosses never reached the final man, um, and that was really frustrating because he got into good positions, and you saw what he did for, for the bottle goal against Cardiff. He had a really nice assist, but he can never actually find the final ball. And then the last one is Joe Bryan, and I think Giannis is spot on with the the six because tough first half of the season, but he was one of our brightest performers, I think, in the second half. Still is really prone to mistake at left back. But then again, I think the step up to the Premier League came too soon for him. I cannot really wait. Uh, I can't wait to see him in the championship because with Bristol City, he was excellent and I think he'll really be a fan favorite next year because that's his level again. I think a lot of the, the same players you're talking about, just kind of an overall point, is that their level was just not the Premier League. Correct. And we can be as harsh harsh on them as we want, and we're being pretty harsh, but you're looking back at all the players you signed that defense, and I I can't honestly say any one of them is Premier League quality. And that's just shocking from a from a recruitment standpoint. That is terrible. Yep. We didn't get one Premier League quality defender. Maybe Alfie yep. Mawson, but not even him. I'll, I'll be honest, not even him.
1: Well, we're going to him next, my friend. We are we're <laughs> headed to talk about Alfie Mawson, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go right back to you. Give him a rating, and then we're going to move into central midfield and midfield in general because I'm going to also ask you to rate Callum Chambers. So I'm giving you Mawson and Chambers together.
0: Yeah, it's a good pair because I also remember back in August, we were kind of you know dreaming that they'd recreate that U21 England center-back partnership, that Mawson That's and right. Chambers would be the center-back partnership. How wrong we were. Uh, Lawson, such a tough one again because right before he got injured, doing his boots at halftime. Can you believe that? Just saying it out loud just is ridiculous. Uh, in, in the Huddersfield match, he was really playing well. I remember the clean sheet against Newcastle, he was immense. But for much of the first half of the season, and when he came back from injury against the Newcastle match, he's just looked off the pace. In theory, he should be a great player to have on this team. You know, a, a Marshall a center back guy who did well at Swansea. No nonsense, you know, London lad. But he just looked off the pace slow, kind of plodding all season long. I'm going to give him that kind of classic four, which he had most the other center backs. I think that's fair. But I think my play of the season, Callum Chambers, absolutely superb. From some of the comeback from his initial terrible performances. I remember the Watford match, the Cardiff match. He put him in defense, and he looked lost. He looked so slow, so unaware of his positioning. And the master stroke, and I'm gonna give it to Silisa, but also give Scotty credit for putting him center midfield in that final match of Silesia's tenure against Liverpool in that a loss away from home. He was excellent in that match. And he's continued that right the way through the season, been ever present in that role. And he's someone, as Giannis mentioned, that's what a lone player should be. You know, giving his all every match. He broke up every single tackle in there. His his actual touch, his technical ability. I think surprised many film supporters. He had a great touch, a great turning on a sixpence, um, facilitating attacks, breaking up uh, other other teams' attacks. I think he was honestly the best performer. I can give him an eight this season.
1: Okay. And listen, we're not going to be able to get Calum Chambers back, but would you like him back if that was even yeah. possible? And also the same thing with Alfie Mawson. Alfie Mawson's our pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in, in the dream world, you know, we, we
0: get – we get um, we get we get Chambers back because he's excellent, but I think Arsenal he'll definitely challenge I think for yeah. a place in the Arsenal team wow. next year.
2: Okay.
1: Um, and Mawson, I think will be will be good for us in the championship. Totally agree. Over to you, Giannis. Mawson and Chambers. Um. Oh God. Um. I'll start with the bad. Um, Mawson.
2: An injury by an injury um, by. You know, doing up your shoelaces is not bloody ridiculous. Bloody ridiculous. Um, yeah, and and Max is right. He, he was okay to start, and then he got injured, and he looked off at the place three. Um, I'm, not sure I t- I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd take him back because I, I'm just because if you look at the teams that have got promoted. Yep. You no, know it's shitty. No, it's shitty. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> so I that was actually I, I didn't mean to. Did you do that on you. purpose? No I didn't. I swear I didn't. No, I didn't actually. Um no I mean I I've been known to say I've been I have been known to say shit you know and blunderland <laughs> but um no that was accidental but but Norwich and Sheffield United and whoever else comes up they might they might look at someone like Mawson and want to take a punt on them um just because they might it may have the wage structure where they can put a bid in for him and if he did go you know there there are, there are centre backs out there I'm sure we could get with the umbrella payments. Okay. um he's been a major disappointment count Call, uh, Chambers, uh, player player of the year eight um i i mean his his start to his full career was ignominious at first but but since you know quarter of the way through the season he's been he's been absolutely outstanding yeah. and it's going to be an interesting conundrum here because you know you, Unai Emery has got some decisions to make on a number of players including returning from loan including Chambers yep. and um you, you know um Chambers is going to do very very well to break into that Arsenal lineup and uh, if Emery looks at the season that Arsenal have had um it will say you know what it's not been bad uh, could have been better but okay um where's he going to need to strengthen now I'd have Chambers back in a heartbeat, but I'm, I'm right. wondering what the price tag would be um, if there was, if Arsenal were to entertain um, a bid, how much would yeah. it take to get to get him? Could selling someone like Mawson uh, help to finance getting Chambers back? Would he want to drop? Would he want to drop a, a division? Well, you know what? Um, it isn't just about the money. You know, you do want to play every, uh, you know, I know we're going to get to this for the Session yep. issue, but you do want to play every week. And, um, you know, it'd be nice if we could get him back. Um, I still think it's up in the air there. I'm not I'm not totally convinced that they won't entertain bids or at least the minimum, a loan bid. And if they entertain a loan bid, then I'm hoping that we'll be front and centre at least um, to have an option to bring him back.
1: Okay. I would... Was- Love to see Calum Chambers back at full And, Yannis, I just have to share this: that I don't think I'll be able to say North City ever again without laughing from what it you was, just did. So.
2: Yeah, I, and that I wasn't. I mean, it was. And unfortunately, you could use that for every single um, <laughs> club that is called um, City. And and there are. And I have to tell you, there are a few clubs that I would give that particular, um, you know, that particular adjective. Sure. To. Uh, sure. I, and I wouldn't give it necessarily to Norwich except for their owner, who I can cannot stand.
1: I know. I, mean, I know. I really. See, see I on, you don't like Gillian Smith.
2: Oh, she's right. Ra- she's ranted. Oh, she's ranted. Oh, I'll be having you. I'll be having you, Giannis. No, no, okay. she's, she's a hot. No, I just no. No, there's just no way. No. Okay. No, okay. No.
1: Let's get away from North Shitty. I mean City. And let's uh, now face talking about the midfield, and this is this should get interesting, guys. Yanis, I'm going to give you the honors. You ready for these three? Ryan yeah. Sessignon, Kevin McDonald, and Niskins Cabano. Well, Niskins
2: Cabano, nice, um I mean, to be fair, I mean, I'd probably give him a three, uh, but to be fair, he's not. He didn't really have many opportunities this year right he he's actually he might as well have been as effective as johan Neeskens, and johan Neeskens retired about two years ago um but but people like his professionalism you know he works hard in training and i and I, I think he'll be a good squad player, although you know i, I my thing is because the division next year this division's going to be you know you know that bardiff are going to be competitive Huddersfield I can see improving you know you've got um You've got Luton Town, I'd be curious to see what they're going to look like. Barnsley, obviously. Um, And whoever, it might be be Blunderland to come up as well. It's going to be a very, very competitive division. We know that. And um, we're going to need players. We can't just have players on a game sheet. But look, we need players that can come off a bench and be, you know, impact. And, you know, none of the managers fancy bringing Cabana off the bench. So if you can't you don't fancy bringing him off the bench now you know is there a lot of point in having him you know it's another it's another floyd A and let, you know dare i say it um but so i'm not sure i'd bring him back but that's just, that's just me um okay. the other um mm. who, oh my god I've, I've done
1: it again i've done kevin it. I've mcdonald done, I've got, and ryan Session.
2: well uh, kevin mcdonald will be a four, um, looked off the pace, but a professional, we're going to need him next year, and, and you know what, he's, um, he, he's, um, he's he's a true club pro, and, and I think, um, you know, his experience is going to be very, very important in that division, um, Sessegnon for me is a four, and, 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 but I'm going to, on one side, you could argue, you've got to feel sorry for the lad, because, he started, you know, start of the season, and then, you know, with this, love affair with putting Scherler, you know, on the on the left-hand side and, and flipping Ryan over to the right. It didn't work for his balance. And then Ranieri comes in and he sticks him on the bench. And then we bring Babbel in. And then guess what? Sessegnon once again has to go from left to right. So it's messed with his psyche. But I thought there was evidence in the last quarter to third of the season where I thought Sessegnon had checked out. Um, whether he had, you know, you could say he's 18 and he's young, and, and I'll excuse him for that, yeah. but, but we don't have any evidence to suggest that, this, but you know, heads start turning, agents start calling, da-da-da, and uh, you just got the feeling in the last several games that he'd always decided he was on the way out, and um, okay. which is un- unfortunate because I've mentioned it in earlier shows. If he goes to, a, if he was to go to a club like Spurs, he's going to be parking his ass on a bench. Um, and that's why I don't have- want to
1: see for him yeah, that's but my the fear. Gonna, here.
2: But the thing is, he's on a he's on a he's on a player friendly contract. Even though yep. he's got a year left, so he's going to want some money. To me, um, to me, it would be a poor move unless you you bought him and then you and and you loaned him back. And I I don't know, right. the Spurs. Will, I'm not sure if Spurs will go for that. Um, but Cessignon yeah. overall has had a disappointing year. Um, and uh, but I just I didn't like the way the season ended for him. He to me looked a little short of the pace. He looked devoid of confidence. But he wasn't really to me. He wasn't the effort wasn't quite there. Uh, it was okay. almost as though his head had been turned already. So um,
1: okay.
2: And Michael Gosman, what was a disappointing year overall for the club, right?
1: Absolutely, Yanis. All right, over to you, Max Niskins Cabano, Kevin McDonald, and Ryan Sessyon.
0: Yeah, Cabano, I can't think of one notable thing he did all season, but you know he always plays a smile on his face. It's, it's always a good one for an Instagram story, uh, lightening the mood uh, in, in the dressing room. I give him a three. It was a tough season. He's not Premier League quality, and he wasn't given that many opportunities to, to change things. Uh, McDonald, I think four is right. Honestly, I think I think that's really accurate. Um, he didn't. He didn't do anything terrible, but he's not a Premier League player either. Really. And he kind of had a look in um, at times, but Scotty really kind of sat him down and said, "Listen, you're not going to price, you're not going to play because we haven't seen him in in months, really." And that's really been the and uh, because of Agüero, and Agüero will be the future, I think. Hopefully, in that position for Fulham if he sticks around. And then Cessy, and I wish we could really dedicate a whole podcast talking about Cessy on here because he's at yeah, such a crossroads cool. of his career. And I think what you guys said is spot on. I am I am kind of resigned to the fact he's going to leave the summer most likely to Spurs, right? And I can't think of a worse move for his career in this moment because the overwhelming evidence in the season is that he's not ready to play in the Premier League. Not, not a chance. And and that's not a that's not a mean thing to say. That's not an insult. He's 18 years yeah. old. He's so young, and he's not ready for the top flight. And that's okay. He's going to be, mm. I think, one of the best players in England when he's 25 or 26. I totally he agree. has.
1: The I said that on another podcast age. today, yeah. Max. I, I want another podcast. I was asked specifically about him, and I said that he's going to be one of the best players in England, and I believe that in several years. Yeah. He has something special. at that. I've never seen a player that young
0: of knowing where to be at the exact right time and knowing when to play the right pass, the right way in every pass. He has that in him, but it's too soon for him to play in the top flight. He's looked lost all season. I think a four – He's, he's right, maybe a five, but a four because, listen, he scored two goals. he got in around six or seven assists, I think. So his assists are decent, but if you look at his in, in entire impact in the match, Cessna is not a player who's going to take over games like a classic winger, right? He's not going to dominate. He's not going to beat you for pace every time. He's not going to be torturing the, the opposition fullback. That's not how he plays. He's going to be quiet. He's going to ghost in, and he's going to take his chance and score. And that's what he did in the championship for us last season. That's why he was uh player of the season, the championship said, right? But in the Premier League, he hasn't taken his chances. He hasn't had those op he's had the opportunities, he hasn't been clinical, his confidence has been shot, he's been on the peripheries, and you know, in the second division, he got away with that because when he popped up in the right place at the right time, he made the difference. And that hasn't happened this year for him. I think Giannis made a really good analysis about the right-left switch, right? He's been he's been shifted around because we've had probably better players at the left wing position and he doesn't know how to play in the right. But I think a microcosm of the season happened in the Newcastle match when he saw a lot of the ball in the left wing and was in really great positions, but every single cross, every single final ball he made was just so lacking. And I, I love the guy to death. He's my favorite Fulham player. Um, I wish he'd stay at the club for so much longer, but if he goes to Spurs guys, he's going to languish on the bench. His development is, is going to be totally stunted and what's he going to do? Play a couple uh, – care about cup games, maybe run out in, in the Champions League the last five minutes. He's not going to be starting, and that's what he needs at this stage in development. I just wish he had the foresight to stay. I know it's hard, but yep. I think a move to Spurs or, 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 a, or a big club is exactly the wrong decision for him right now.
1: Okay. Max, right back to you. Now I'm going to give you this triumvirate. This is going to be interesting. You ready? Tom Kearney. Jean-Michael Surrey. Thank you, sir.
0: <laughs> Oh wow, this is these, these are the big boys
1: here. Um,
0: I'll start with Kenny. Five, I'd say five. Um, under under Parker, he's had a bit of a, of a revival. So, you know, scored his first and only goal against Everton, but not what we expected out of him. You know, dealt with a little bit of an injury at the beginning of the season, but this is your captain. This is the guy who has to be at the core of everything he did, and he just never really took matches by the scruff of its neck. You know, he he couldn't play his passing football that comfortably. And, of course, we all remember what happened under Ramieri when he was shifted out to the wing. And the the less we talk about that, the better. So I'd say five is probably the best score for him. Again, I could do a whole podcast about John McElserie, right? Uh, It's no secret. I've been very disappointed with him. I think he is the worst signing we did. Um, And people, you know, there are a lot of cheerleaders for him. But the way I look at it is this, is that we signed him as a player from Nice, who's one of the best passers in Ligue 1, who is linked with Barcelona, Arsenal, Chelsea, a player who should have taken the Premier League by storm and dominated matches. Dominated. Because that's the quality he has. He can pass teams off the park. He can tackle well. But at Fulham showed none of it. And because of his potential, because we know what he could do, I'm giving him a two. Because he did everything. So, it, it did nothing. And his defensive work rate was abysmal. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the goals of the season that were nominated, but one of them was Aaron yeah. Ramsey goal for Arsenal against us. And you just look at Sarri, who should have been tracking him, and just for some reason stops running. Just leaves his man and just walks, watches a goal go in and throws his hands up in the air. Same thing happening against United Old Trafford. Same thing happened countless times in that season. And that just sums it up for me. Didn't want to be here. And also, they're even happier to see him completely shunned out of the side uh, under the past couple of matches. Because I think, honestly, he was kind of a cancer to this team. Thought he was too good for us and did not show up at all. So that's a two. Probably a bit harsh, but I really have a big problem with him. And then another one. I mean, how do you even rate this guy? Probably one of the worst first half of the seasons I can think of. touch looks like a guy who never played football before. Didn't know how to play in the midfield. as a lone defensive midfielder. But under Parker, looks like a man reborn. Um, looks like a very decent uh, central defensive midfielder. Good engine. I'm going to give him a five. Could, just because of the promise he showed in the second half. Okay, He can be a key player, I think, for a top-flight team. Hopefully he stays with us, but I'm not too optimistic.
1: Okay. Over to you, Giannis. Kenny gets a five.
2: Um, lived off the glory of that brilliant goal at Wembley. Um, but, you know, I mean, he got the contract given it to 2024. But, um, you know, to be honest, what what what, um, what Premier League club would have come in to pick him up for next season? The answer is zero. And I um, felt a little sorry for him in terms of being shifted around there, Ranieri, playing on the left. I don't know what was going on there. That might have been before Claudio's uh, optician's appointment um but it didn't it, it obviously didn't work out expecting big things from next year gonna need to thank five um it really wasn't until the last third of the season you got to see the sort of monster he can be i mean we, we sort of knew in terms of the scouting reports that he was potentially a project there was a lot of surprise you know imparted about the money we spent on him um could he cause absolute ruptions in the championship? Yeah. But if somebody comes in, oh, Kearney I'd keep, um, Anguissa. um Again, it's going to be a question mark in terms of, if, like Mawson, if somebody comes in with a decent bid where well, we can at least recoup most if not all the cost, then I, I think he's expendable in our division, although I think if he stays, um, I think he'd cause a problem of three. For sure, it was big big lad. Um really grew he grew into it the last of the season, which was good but a bit too little too late. Um Jean um Michel Serry. Um here we go about, you know, players with three names. Um <laughs> you know, here we go again, it's gonna sound like a familiar thing. I'm actually um I I actually have to give him minus one. Um I was tempted to do that, honest, I was really tempted. It, what an abysmal signing! Yeah, and you know what? It, it's funny. We we laugh about Mark Fotheringham, but, <laughs> but 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 Fotheringham cost a cup of tea. You know, <laughs> um, with a couple of sugars and a bit of milk in it. I mean, I mean, it was part of that 2014, 2015 thing. Yeah, we know it was. Yeah, we know it was. We know it was. It was bad. Yeah, I get it. But look at what had happened and, you know, it was all going south in a hurry and we brought in some really questionable signings. But this wasn't in the Premier League. Seri came with this, this big price tag and this big reputation. And it was, it was tantamount, honestly, to a mouse walking into a cage of hungry lions. He, he just looked so out of his, he looked so lost. He looked so small. He looked so slow. He just, it was, it was, you know, it, and it made me angry. It made me angry, and it still makes me angry, that we as a club, and yeah, it's not our money, but right. we as a club wasted money on stiffs. A bunch of, a number of absolute stiffs. And, and Seri was the biggest stiff of them all. At least Fosu Menta was alone. I mean, I mean, you could argue, well, we had to pay for the stiff because we loaned him. Yeah, at least we didn't pay a transfer fee. But for Seri, we paid for the stiff and we bought the stiff. That's two stiffs. <laughs> yeah. Which makes him, you know, which makes him an absolute stiff. And if, if there are bits coming in from France, well, then don't let the, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Can, please, go, leave. Shocking, shocking, shocking! I'm thinking yeah. in the, you know, in the, in the, in the, oh my god, the 45 years I've supported Fulham, um, and in terms of not just monetary, you know, resources, the signings, he's got to be. A, but the, he, he was worse than Marley. People, you, you know, before last year, it was up. Steve Marley was the worst signing. We spent 11 million, you know, or Chris, uh, you know, Metroglu. M- well, M- Mitroglou came hurt, and yeah. Metroglu. It's is still a, was a quality player, still a quality player, and he still scores goals. You have got, um, you know, um, Rui Font. Let's not forget Rui Font, who's going to be coming back, and we spent a bit of money on oh, him. Oh no, no, yeah, but, yeah, but he wasn't, he wasn't Sarri. Look at the amount of money, crazy money on Seri. and he was awful. And, the, and last and last Sunday against Newcastle, he wasn't even the eighteen. Yeah. I
0: mean, thank God. Just,
2: Oh, oh, yeah, I mean, um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, he, he, uh, he's, he, you know, his performances at times are so bad, I don't think he'd have made the bench in the 2014-15 like,
1: uh, squad. Wow. So yeah and, and, and probably yeah. Um, you know, yep. K-Vossa era. K-Vossa, <laughs> we're going all the way back to K-Vossa. <laughs> okay, very good. All right, guys, we still have some players to go over. Oh, no. And, yes, we do. You hey, what a bloated squad. Ugh. I what know, I know. Ball? But what I'm going to do right now, guys, just for time's sake, I'm going to give you all five forwards together. So, Giannis, are you prepared for all five forwards together? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. Alexander Mitrovic, Floyd Ayita, Ryan Babel, <laughs> Andre Shirla. And my all-time favorite, Luciano Vietto. So, let's take them individually. Go ahead. Okay, let's start with let's start with our friend Mitro. Um, I'm
2: going to give Mitro six and a half. I thought, you know, I mean, on the whole, I thought he led the line extremely well. You know, top goal scorer this year. Always worked hard. Always put a shift in. But he seemed to lose confidence near the end of the season and there were ch- there were games I d don't think it would, it cost us in terms of staying up but there were games where he missed big chances. And um you know, I, I think I I of course I'd want him back next year and I believe he will I believe he will be here next year actually. Okay. Um I think I think he's got some unfinished business. Um so um you know, could have been better, but he was symptomatic of the malaise that seemed to set him. But hey. You know, he, uh, there were very few games where I thought he took a shift off, so credit to him. Um, the second one is Floyd Aite. Um, uh, I'm going to give Aite a, oh, my God, uh, a one-way ticket to Siberia. No. Um, I'm probably going to give him a five. Um what? And that's going to sound generous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mind you, look let's be honest it's a, it's a five for coming out loud you know it it would it, it it's it would be no yeah i mean okay when he went i mean he couldn't make the starting lineup but when he came off the bench he did put in, put in some decent performances he did he's going to be around next year so you know he's going to he knows how to score you know a few goals to help us out um he's got the experience yeah. Uh I'm sure he's got a point to prove, so I'll give him a five and I do it begrudgingly, but I'll I'll give it. I'll show I'm the bigger man here.
1: Okay.
2: Um Luciano Vietto. Yep. Um I'm gonna give um a two point four. Um because I can't think of any other numbers to give him. He <laughs> was a ma- a major disappointment. Okay. Um just just looked completely ill suited, off the pace from the beginning. It didn't work for him. It was again. I'm going to make a reference to a Ford Anglia, um, and if any of our listeners have ever driven a Ford Anglia, let alone owned one, you'll know why. Okay. Um, so he, don't let the door hit him on the way out. Um, Ryan Babel, um, S7. Um, I, I thought he, I thought he played very well um, mm-hmm. when he came over. He came over for the contract. Um, on loan. I'm still not convinced about him perhaps going to um, Galatasaray you know, Besiktas' Intercity Istanbul rivals. It's, it's a bit of an odd move if it happens. But he does want to carry on playing for the, the, the Dutch national squad and 32, bless him. I thought he did well for us. He scored some good goals and he worked he very hard. And he made players better around him, although the, the cost of that was having to go on the left and switching Cesc to go on the right. Yep. So that was a good mid-season acquisition. Andre Schirler. Andre Schurrle for me gets a three, and and I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna give him less. He scored that wonder goal against Burnley. Yep. Um. The guy knew how to shoot, um, and you could see the skill, but he's got to be, but he couldn't he couldn't defend a bloody lick. And and for me. You can see when he played for the German national team that, that won the World Cup, he was a sort of player, you know, that you could have in this squad because, in terms of their midfield base and defensively, they wasn't so strong. They didn't need someone like Scheller to drop to track back. There was no point. But under the system of Jukanovic, he had to drop, and he just didn't do it. And it just it, it uh, the, the love affair you know, it, it it stopped very quickly yep. because although we got him in a two year loan, you've got to be a team player. And the guy, you know, he, he wasn't prepared to trap back and defend. Yep. So he's going to be gone. I wouldn't get him back. Um, I wish him well. I His attitude was, I heard was good, but you've got to learn to do your job because it's a team game. Um, And, uh, for me, he gets a three. Was that everything
1: covered? That was everything, my friend. Oh, my God. Yes, you, you did excellent. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> Max, over to you.
0: Oh, it's depressing. So let's just get the, the best off first. Uh, Mitro, seven. Top score, 11 goals, nearly double. Uh, the second place, which is Sherlock, with six. Mitro, I think one of the very few Premier League players in, in, in the squad, Battle admirably, very very poor service all season, but the, all the best moments this season were because of Mitrovic. I'd say late goal against Huddersfield, the comeback against Brighton. You know, there's not too many, but he was involved in almost all of them. So fair play to him. He'll he'll get a well deserved move to a, to a top flight team across Europe. Wherever he goes, he'll be a success with good service. He can be a really top quality player, um and hopefully we'll get, we'll get a good fee for him. Then let's see. Let's oh, I'll give him a six and a half. He actually wasn't on loan. It was a weird contract. We signed him on a six months permanent deal, so he's ours. Oh, okay. um, but he'll he'll leave at the end of the season. So essentially the same thing. But I think he play he he played like a, a full on player. He didn't look like you know he actually cared. I think um, he he tried. He, he might just want to get a move away. But he was a player who chipped in with really important goals. And you know, albeit it was too little too late but he was actually another player who actually looked up to the Premier League with his pace, um, his eye for goals, finishing ability. Very few players we had in our team actually possessed that kind of know-how of how to play the top flight, and Ryan Bobble is one of them. So he'll get a six and a half. <sighs> uh, Aite, yeah, I, th- I think a five is, is, is fair. Didn't get many opportunities, but who could forget his wonder goal against Leicester City? Um, Shirla, ugh, what a, what a, what a what a waste. I mean, the fact is he scored six goals. He's our second leading scorer, despite not having played since almost February, which is kind of remarkable to think about. But, I mean, everything about his attitude, the comments he made in the German press about, you know, I'm essentially above a relegation fight, his, his lack of any sort of fight in, in defense, as Janus mentioned. He, he was almost like Sarri and I said, listen, I'm going to come here. I'm above this. I didn't sign for film to play to get in the weeds. And he checked out uh, in early winter and the team was better off uh, as a result. So good riddance, I can't wait to see him leave. Um, although he's a two-year loan, I think we can get rid of him because we're relegated, thank yeah. God. Then Vietto, I mean, the flashes were great, right? The second half against Brighton, superb. That match against Burnley, superb. And then the lows were pretty low. He looked absolutely out of sorts sometimes in the Premier League. Weak, pushed off the ball, peripheral. I mean, many of the same attributes you can say about Cescene as, as worst. Vietzo really exemplified uh, I think that's about it. We're forgetting Abubakar uh, Kamara. I'll give him a twelve oh, out of ten. I'm,
1: uh, I'm sorry. Did you do Floyd a <laughs> UT? Yeah, I a UT a five. Just just oh. for his wonderful. Okay. not much. Okay, I was going. Him, I yeah. was going to leave the lone players <laughs> as the way to end the show.
0: <laughs> sorry, I got ahead of myself. I just love Kamara you so did. much. I couldn't. You wait did. You absolutely <laughs> got, got ahead
1: of yourself. So, guys, to end the show, we're going to talk about Abubakar Kamara, Stefan Johansson, and Rui Font. Now, if you want to rate Kamara and Johansson, feel free to. Rui Fon didn't play for Fulham. But the big question is, do you want these guys back? That's what I really want to know to end the show. Max, I'll give you all three. Share what you want on Abubakar Kamara, Rui Font, and Stefan Johansson.
0: You know, Kamara's going to get a bad rep because of his off-the-field antics and on-the-field antics, to be fair. But he will be such a, a, a great player in the championship. He's really been ridden out of history, I think, in an unfair manner. But he played a really massive role in the promotion. You know, who was the player who inspired that fight back against Sunderland in, in the last uh, regular season home action season? That was Kamara. Who was the player who really terrorized Darby in the second leg? That was Kamara. He won that corner, which Adore scored off. And who tore Terry and Hudden and all those Old Villa defenders to shreds in the final? That was Kamara. So he, he gets a very, I think, a very bad reputation um, some of it is deserved. He's incredibly uh, a loose cannon, would be a very kind way to put it. But when you put him on the pitch, that guy is an absolute weapon. I'd love to have him. Uh, let's bring AK 47 back. And in the Premier League, let's not forget as well just before he had the, the Huddersfield Antics, I think he played great against Wolves. He scored that lovely goal against Leicester. He scored against Arsenal as well. So this is not a player who I think um, was terrible. I think he actually was very decent for us and possessed a lot of really good qualities. So I'd love to have him back next season. Johansson, we all love watching him kick uh, kick Jack Grealish um, in that playoff semifinal. I think in the championship, he'll be very useful. In the Premier League, he looked absolutely out of sorts. I'll probably give him a three. And I think he'll be back. He will be back next season. We had the option on his contract, and he will be a key member of that midfield along with Kearney. And then Font. I actually played, actually played one game, I think, that League Cup match against Exeter at home, if, if I'm correct. Yeah. Uh, but you know he got Lille to the Champions League. Don't really think he's. I think he scored maybe one or two goals all season. Uh, I can't really see him having a way back at Fulham. But let's be honest: who are our center forwards without him? Right. Right. If Mitrovic leaves, which I think he will, we don't really have a center forward unless you consider Kamara one. So that's a really big concern for the for the for Tony Khan to address over the summer. If okay. Rufant isn't your man, we need to bring in a striker.
1: Okay. Very good there, Max. All right. Yeah, the lone player's to finish up the show.
2: Um Boo gets to 2. And I don't and I don't want him back at Fulham. Um I, I, I that that whole sorry mess with the the metro penalty and then the, the bust up with the security guard getting him shipped out to Turkey. Um remember Scotty Parker was around all that. He's going to have a, mem- a good memory there. And we have to hit the ground running with team players. Um, and it's for the same reasons that I don't want Boo Boo. It's the same reasons as I want Stefan Johansson. Um, because Johansson didn't get much of a look in for us off the season. But he's a good team player. Yes, He's a little bit... He's a bit of a thug. And I don't mind that. And the fans love him. And um, you know what? Um... He's going to. He will have remembered the run last year, and with him, all hands are going to be on deck. You can't afford. I don't think you can afford to have a loose cannon, and and Boo Boo's a loose cannon. You know, as well as he did well last year, what he did this year was was just. Uh, just, I don't know what to talk about. Career limiting moves. Um, Max, Max, you talked about the. Um, you know the need. You know with Rui Font coming back. If if the if we don't have faith in in front, we need a centre forward. Well, for the last two three seasons, I've been going on about one striker who i love to get in here, and the way that the season has gone in this championship, guess what? We're gonna have another shot at him. Um, white so Gale. I'm hope absolutely in a <laughs> nanosecond. In a nanosecond. <laughs> I knew we
1: were gonna say white Nanosecond. Gonna... Yeah. Absolute nanosecond.
2: As on on a team like this. The way that we play, nanosecond. Yep. Okay. You know what he? And again, looking at his record, a player who's not quite good enough for the Premier League, but scores bags of goals in the Championship. He did it again for West Brom this year. Yep. So you know what? I, I I would say if you, he's probably the first signing I'd make. Okay. I'd All get right. Dwight Gaylen in a net, just in a heartbeat, just because okay. you you know what you're going to get with him. Um, and Font, um, well, let's see how he does when he comes back. Okay, I like him, but but he he doesn't he doesn't inspire him in terms of goal um, scoring.
1: Okay, great show, guys. This has been a fun show having the two of you do end of the season player rating shows. It, it was kind of fun, kind of funny. I've learned something about Norwich that uh, I'll probably be using the rest of my life. So thank you, Giannis.
0: You're so, welcome, sir.
1: <laughs> and Max, enjoy your. Holiday in Greece. Thank you. Thank you. I will. And honestly,
0: this was fun, but also it was depressing. I mean I know. What players can end the season with their head up high? Very few. Right. Um, but the positive is we won't have to talk about a lot of these guys for a very long time to come. So that this, is the good news.
1: This is true. <laughs> this is the last player rating show of the season, so we can turn the page to next season. Oh wait a minute, to- you missed somebody. You what missed, did I miss? You missed you missed three people important people. What did I miss? The managers. We can do the managers. Okay. Janis <laughs> catches me. Okay, let's do the managers. Janis, I'll give you the honors. Savisa, Ranieri, oh. Oh. and Parker. Give me a rating for all three, and then I'll go to Max to finish the show.
2: Okay. Um, uh, Jokanovic, three. Um, what did him in was a stubbornness to change his style. Um, but to be fair to him, he was dealt a gang of stiffs. I mean I mean and, and the signings were done so late, you know, it was almost like he was set up to fail. Um Ranieri, minus two, um was a GOAT, came in um and after the Burnley game, um What a wreck. It just got from bad to worse. And irony of irony is he's got the Roma and he's going to be gone from there at the end of the season. That's not worked. A complete misfit. Did not work. Scotty Parker, uh, I'm going to give him a six. He had tough games to start his tenure. Um, And then he got three wins on the spin. Newcastle will not have gone anywhere near as well as he wanted. But let's be honest, he's, he's inherited this squad. And he's got a chance now in terms of close-season signings and close-season training to get the players in that he wants, to mould them in the style that he wants. I think he speaks the right game. And, it's, and you know, for those people out there that have moaned about getting experienced managers and what have you, all you've got to do is uh, our friend Andy Buckley, Buckley-Taylor up in Derby is, is look north on the, the M1 to see what Frank Lampard has done up at yep. Derby. They're one game away from the Premier League. and. And, uh, you know, um, Lampard has has even less experience than Parker does. So, um, you know, managers have to start somewhere. They need to be given a chance. I, I, Scotty Parker was a player and a club captain. So, and I like what he's done so far. So, um, let's keep our fingers crossed that he's going to be ready. And I believe he will be for the fall.
1: Okay. Over to you, Max, to finish up the show. Yeah, you
0: know, Celisius... Two or three is probably accurate. Yes, he was dealt a bad hand, but there were some really terrible performances under his reign. You know, the two that jump out to me are Cardiff and Huddersfield. After that Huddersfield match, I think everyone lost confidence in him to take this team forward. And you hate, you hate to see it, but it was right to sack him. We were going nowhere. We were at bottom. Ranieri, you know, at the time, I said it was a good call. Couldn't have been more wrong. He was probably the worst thing that could have happened to that football club uh, at that moment in time. Negative zero. Just say zero. That, that's the best thing. He okay. he ruined a lot of a lot of things here. And Parker, i uh, will give i will give a I'll give a five and a half because he brought you know spirit back to this club while still you know showing the same signs of the same old Fulham that were terrible. But I'm I'm happy with him going forward. I think give him the championship season and he knows the club. He's a safe bet, honestly, because he will work within the requirements, of confinements. He knows the transfer system. He knows a lot of the players. He's already kept candy here. That alone I think is enough, um, for me to be sold on him. And let's give him a shot. You know, we have not seen him in the championship yet. We don't know whether it'll be good or great, or poor or terrible. Just reserve our judgment and let's just all get behind him. And hopefully hopefully next season, uh, we'll be challenging for something rather right? than losing Uh, almost all of our matches like we did this
1: season. Okay. Excellent. Great show, guys. Fantastic show. But let's wrap this up. Let's turn the page with you guys talking about the players to next season. So before we go, I just want to thank my co-host, Giannis Janais and Max Cohn for doing this with me. But let's wrap it up. For my co-host, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute